Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, hope you're okay and had a good weekend. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. It's Monday, January the 16th and we're getting another blast of wintry weather. While there was quite heavy snow in parts of the county first thing this morning, it soon turned to rain and didn't settle too much. But while that might be all we're going to see of the white stuff, temperatures are going to stay at just above freezing for the rest of the week. That means the gritters will be out and about treating main routes across the county. And we've been speaking to Toby Howe, who's from KCC Highways. So we're expecting temperatures to dip really for the rest of this week, but picking up again late weeks. So really the worst day looks like Tuesday. So tonight, tomorrow night, and possibly into Wednesday are going to be pretty cold nights with um, sub-zero temperatures out there. So possibly some frost and ice maybe in the mornings. Um, Currently, we've been told there may be some light snow flurries, but The forecast doesn't show any heavy snow at the moment, just possibly a slight covering. But as we found before Christmas, the forecasts can be updated quite rapidly. So it's to be we are prepared as Kent County Council for anything that comes down. We'll be treating the roads um, tonight and throughout the week um, and ready for anything that is thrown at us, really. We'll be gritting all of the um, treated roads that we do. Um, So that's mainly the A and B roads in the county. We'll have crews on standby so that if there is any snow that does cause a major impact, we will be ready to go as well. And teams out there. So really checking the roads accordingly. We don't really know what it's going to be like when we wake up tomorrow morning, when we wake up Wednesday morning, etc. So it's be prepared to allow extra time, um, you know, check all the forecasts, check the road conditions. You can go on to um, the Kent Highways Twitter account, for example, which will give information on the state of the roads out there and any closures, etc. So really, um, it is to be prepared. While the main roads are gritted, it's remembering that a lot of the lanes, you know, the vast majority of little lanes across the county aren't gritted. So really sort of um, be prepared for what's around the next corner. There might be a little ice patch, for example. So it's really take extra time, take extra care. Um, as the saying goes, it's better to get there late than not at all, really, isn't it? If you head to the website today, you can see some video footage of that snow we had earlier. And as the temperatures dip again, there are real concerns that some people might not be able to afford to heat their homes properly because of rising energy bills. If that's you, would like to be able to tell your story, you can contact us by emailing news at the kmgroup.co.uk. Well, as the freezing weather continues, people sleeping rough in Kent are being given extra support. Medway, Canterbury and Sevenoaks councils are among authorities that are setting up emergency accommodation. They're asking us to get in touch if we know someone on the streets who needs help. And staying with weather-related issues, a road in Ashford has been turned into a river following severe flooding. Some vehicles have been left stranded on Stanhope Road, which is blocked in both directions near Langney Drive. Heavy rains led to high river levels across the county, with flood alerts also in force in Maidstone, Snodland and Tunbridge Wells.
Wells. Kent Online News. Other top stories today and a Ramsgate woman who groomed a 15-year-old boy into a sexual relationship has avoided being sent to prison. A court heard 28-year-old Nicole Lines from Cecilia Road supplied the teenager with alcohol and sold him cannabis. Well, Ishmael Kwaja joins me now with more on this story. Firstly, Ish, can you tell us how her offending came to light? Well, initially, the child thought he was in love with Lines, but later reported her to police saying he felt exploited. She admitted two counts of sexual activity with a child, three counts of possessing indecent images of a child, alongside supply and possession of a Class B drug. The indecent images were of the boy she groomed. And what did the prosecution say? Well, they told the court the boy became emotionally unstable and described the relationship between the pair as very emotional and volatile. They went on to say the teenager became became suicidal or at least expressed suicidal thoughts. Finally, Ish, can you tell us about the sentence handed down and her reaction in court? Well, Lyons was given a two-year prison sentence that was suspended for two years. The judge described her actions as serious sexual offences, but said he was convinced she wasn't a predator and was attracted to the boy as a one-off. She appeared visibly distressed during the court hearing. She's also been ordered to do 60 probation days and 10 years of notification requirements. Ish, thank you ever so much. Some other court news now, and a Gillingham man's been jailed after stabbing a former friend three times with a screwdriver. James Coffey accused the victim of owing him money for a car before carrying out the attack in Upbury Way in Chatham in October 2018. The 40-year-old from Albany Road's been locked up for nearly four years and also handed a restraining order. A driver's been arrested after a police car was rammed during a chase in Medway. A van failed to stop for officers and reversed into the patrol vehicle before a stinger was used to bring it to a stop. We're told the suspect had breached bail conditions and is disqualified from driving. A driver who who was pulled over by police in Deal because his windows were frosted up, was found to be over the drink drive limit. The 46-year-old was spotted in the early hours last month and has been banned for 18 months. And a suspected drink driver's been arrested after a horrific crash in Thanet. You can see pictures of the wreckage at Kent Online. Police say it's very fortunate no one was seriously injured. A breath test showed the driver was three times over the alcohol limit and also tested positive for cocaine. Kent Online reports... A serving armed police officer who was in the same unit as Sarah Everard's killer has admitted dozens of attacks on women, including 24 rapes. PC David Carrick was based in London and had been charged with offences spanning 18 years. He was a member of the Metropolitan Police's Armed Parliamentary and Diplomatic Protection Command at the same time as Wayne Cousins from Deal, who raped and murdered 33-year-old Sarah in March 2021. Well, 48-year-old Carrick was only suspended after a second rape complaint was made against him in 2021. Chief Crown Prosecutor Jaswan Nawal says the victims who suffered at his hands now have justice. It is their courage in standing up against this heinously abusive man, a police officer, that has helped to secure his conviction, ultimately breaking his power and control over women. Assistant Commissioner Barbara Gray has apologised to his victims. Carrick is a prolific serial sex offender who preyed on women over a period of many years, abusing his position as a police officer and committing the most horrific 
degrading crimes. Carrick will be sentenced next month. Passengers have been rescued from a broken down train in part of Kent. It happened just before half six this morning with Network Rail saying a fault with a conductor rail caused damage to the train. It led to replacement buses running between Rochester and Swanley. The parents of a little boy from Sheerness who died three days after being admitted to hospital face waiting another five months to find out exactly what happened. Harry Broughton was taken to Medway Maritime with breathing difficulties last April. He later suffered a cardiac arrest and passed away after being transferred to Evelina in London. An inquest was due to take place last week but has now been scheduled for June. Staff at a playgroup on Sheppey say they've had to fork out hundreds of pounds as their cars keep being targeted by vandals. Vehicles parked along Clarence Row near Sheppey Leisure Centre have been scratched and had their tyres slashed and deflated. Police say they're investigating. Next today, and a mother who lost her son to suicide has helped to educate more than 100 medical students in Kent and Medway about how to help those who are thinking of taking their own life. Anne Foley lost her son Oliver when he was just 22. Well, she set up a charity called Ollie's Future and they've been working with the Kent and Medway Medical School in Canterbury to raise awareness of the warning signs that someone is at risk. Anne has been speaking to our reporter, Ish. We were set up after I lost my son to suicide. Um, he was 22 years old and that was on um, February the 14th, 2017. So, um, which seems still just yesterday in many ways, uh, you know, you're always carrying that sadness. But one of the things I wanted to do because he was such a fun loving and a wonderful person was to create as positive a legacy for him as possible. So all the work we do is in his memory. And um, one of the things I was particularly keen to do was to equip people with the skills I wish I'd had to have helped him. Um, and so we do suicide prevention training. And that's one of the things we do. Um, but the other thing that we do is also work with medical students. So we're again, working with young, bright people, just like Oliver, to equip with equip with them with the skills to help other people and um, often we find that medical students don't have the training um, in suicide prevention that uh, they certainly should have but we all should have everyone can ask about suicide and and help someone um, it's not necessarily a professional medical person's role we're all it's a community effort and we all should have these skills so that's one of the things that we focused on as a charity but we also promote well-being through the arts um, and we do challenges uh, that promote well-being so climbing Snowdon is one of them kayaking down the Thames uh, you know we, we do a lot that involves young people and well-being uh, as well as the suicide prevention. You've recently trained more than 100 medical students um, at the Kent and Medway Medical School in Canterbury. So tell me what those uh, skills were and how exactly you went about training them. What did that all involve? One of the areas that I really wanted to focus on as a charity was equipping these medical students to have these skills so that they would be able to look after themselves, firstly, their own well-being, um, but also as doctors of tomorrow, they'd be able to help their patients better. Um, so these three areas really that make up the programme um, focus on suicide prevention, 
uh, well-being and also peer support. Students learn how to spot the signs in their colleagues, but also in their patients uh, in, in future. Um, then to know how to start that conversation. I mean, it's one of the hardest things to ask someone, um, are you thinking of suicide? But that's exactly what you need to ask, that very clearly, very um, matter of fact, and very unambiguous. So are you thinking of suicide? And if that person then says, well, yes, I am, they're knowing what to do to help them. And um, these are skills that certainly uh, doctors need. And um, so, so we try at, that, at, the, at this early stage in their careers to give them those skills. I find it really interesting that you're working uh, a lot with medical students at the moment, you know, particularly at a time when we are hearing daily about the pressures that NHS staff at the moment are under. Um, how much of that factors in with, with the work that you're doing, you know, with the medical students? Is that something that they worry about, you know, that when, before they become junior doctors and, 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 you know, and so on, that they're going into an environment at the moment that is under extreme pressure? Yes, I, I think, in fact, there's a huge awareness now about um, burnout, of doctors, so they they are obviously very much aware. We're also encouraged that medical schools around the country, not just Kent and Medway, but they're also realizing that something needs to be programmed into this degree course. So, um, and we're delighted it's core curriculum. So it's not an optional extra. Um, all the students on the first year program at Kent and Medway, University of Exeter. Um, UCL now is coming on board, the, the university where my son went to, and also Brighton and Sussex. They're all, the uh, staff there, the deans, the heads of learning are all aware that young students, before they go on to their um, work as doctors, need these skills. They need to be able to look after themselves and ask about suicide amongst their own colleagues, but also with their patients. Um, we've worked with the General Medical Council. When I say we've worked with them, we've um talking to them about a core review of their of the teaching that will go into this medical degree, um, which will now include suicide prevention. That wasn't there before and the well-being of the doctors so these are huge steps forward um in that area uh where before they weren't probably you know looked at in any detail um now they are there is a real focus on keeping the doctors well um and the medical schools council we talked to them as well so here we are this small charity in memory of my son working at this level talking to these people about young students and in particular these such an important role they will play going forward and and hopefully preventing that hemorrhaging really of the profession because as you say a lot of them are uh, aware and um of how how stressful the 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 work is and are leaving the profession. So yes, hopefully we're doing something to combat that.
as well as saving lives. Kent Online reports. A manor house near Canterbury could be demolished as part of plans to build 100 new homes. Follow us on socials today to see what the six-bedroom Milton Manor near Thannington looks like now. Proposals for the site also include a new road connecting it to the A28. CCTV is going to be installed in a park near Folkestone to try and tackle crime. £6,000 is being spent on the tech at Cheriton Rec following complaints of antisocial behaviour. Our next story today comes from Ashford where a company says it's not sure it'll be able to carry on trading because of major traffic delays. Work is being done on the A2070 where the Orbital Park roundabout is being replaced to improve access to a new housing development. Now it all started in May last year but now new temporary traffic lights are causing even longer delays. Hassan Rafay is a tyre fitter at a business nearby and has been speaking to Gabriel Morris from our colleagues at KMTV. It's half 12 and it's only second customer now outside. Same day, let's say a few weeks ago, we had about by by the time 12 customers, which is so quiet. And I have three people working with me now. So you're seeing fewer customers coming here? Yeah. And and why is that? Why are you seeing fewer customers? Uh, Yesterday, one of them, he called me. He said it takes about 35 minutes, 40 minutes to reach you from Ashford. He said, yeah. And all of them, they are complaining about the traffic. That's why we lose losing our business now. Everywhere in Ashford, it's difficult now to drive. So we don't know what's going on. And we hope that they can sort it out as soon as they can. And what does this mean for the business? You're saying fewer customers. What does that mean? If it's still like that, we are about to shut our business. We, we don't have enough, enough income to, to pay our bills, our rent, our employer as well. I cannot pay everything from my pocket. I can, okay, I understand it. I can carry, let's say, one day, two days, three days. Yeah, it's a business, sometimes busy, sometimes not, but to be not busy for the whole one, two, three months because road works, so... I'm not sure if we carry on. Gabriel's also been speaking to Paul Bartlett, who's deputy leader of the Borough Council. First of all, the scheme was originally designed in 2002. So it's 20 years since the scheme was first developed. And really, uh, I think you'll be ge- we'd be generous and say that it's moved at a glacial spa- uh, pace. And it's really not good enough that it's taken so long to do that. Um, When they did finally start work in July uh, 2021, there's constantly been a stop-start process. Each time Brock was put in place by Highways England, they've instructed their contractors to suspend work on the orbital roundabout. Um, So it really has been a very, very difficult process for the contractor. Residents have paid the, the, the price for that with constant delays. The purpose of the scheme was to allow access to the new village, Finbury village, uh, by residents um, in, a, in a much more efficient way. So the flow of traffic will improve as a result of the work. Uh, but the point is that this was promised a number of years ago and since it was developed there has been constant delays and cost escalation which has caused problems for the, for the development. The temporary lights don't have the sensors which will allow the traffic lights to adjust to where the traffic is at its heaviest. 
once the permanent traffic lights are put in they will have sensors and it will allow free flowing traffic as much as possible. It's a considerable nuisance not just for people getting around Ashford and getting to work but it's also ambulance access as well into the village. There have been incidences where ambulances have been delayed getting to urgent patients and frankly this is not good enough. Well National Highways and the housing developer have thanked drivers for their patience. Kent Online News. It's the final day to get applications in if your child is due to start school in Kent this September. Parents can put down their three preferred schools. Offers will be made in April. This was one of our most read stories on the website over the weekend. There are plans to build a new outdoor activity centre in a village near Ashford. It's part of a big refurb of Ham Street Garden Centre and would hopefully offer bike, paddleboard and kayak hire. Bosses also want to create a cafe, play park and seven new homes on land next door. The £1 million revamp of part of Canterbury's High Street is due to get underway today. The St George's Street area is being resurfaced with new seating, lighting and performance spaces. We're told it's going to take six months to complete, but businesses will remain open as normal. And if you need a bit of cheering up on Blue Monday, you can head to Kent Online today for a list of five fun things to do in the county. You can take part in free taster classes for meditative drawing in Broadstairs or book onto a paint night to explore your creative side in Tunbridge Wells. Today is known as Blue Monday, apparently. It's the most depressing day of the year. And Lewis Capaldi's made it two weeks at number one on the Kent Top 40 over on our sister radio station KMFM with his tune Pointless. His other track, Forget Me, is at number three in the chart this week. 10.35 by Tate McRae and Tiesto is at number two. Kent Online Sports. Football and Gillingham have made a start in getting their season well and truly back on track. They beat fellow strugglers Hartlepool 2-0 at Priestfield on Saturday. New signing Tom Nichols scored on his debut. There were also first starts for Timothy Dieng and Ollie Hawkins. Manager Neil Harris chatted to Phil from the club's media team straight after the game. I thought it was a great day. I thought it was a day to rival last Saturday, to be honest. The atmosphere is a completely different game. Um, it's been a fantastic week for us off the back of Leicester's performance and the atmosphere. Training this week has been boosted every day by new arrivals. The group's grown in confidence and belief. I think that word's the important one, belief. And you saw today a little bit of freedom to our play when we got in front. And the first goal was key in all levels of football, but certainly at the level we play at the moment. And we just haven't scored the first goal enough. And once we got in front and the centre four gets on the score sheet, it gives belief and confidence to the rest of the group. Um, I thought it was a very good performance, strong performance. Yes, I know they had a goal disallowed and they hit the post, but I thought we could have had six. We could have had six today. Um, and like, we, we, we just, we're a transformed football club. We look like a different team. Um, are we the finished article? No. Um, no, nowhere near just because it's one game. I said to the boys there, enjoy it. Enjoy it. We're moving in the right direction, but there's, there's more, there's a lot more to come from us. Stunning debuts as well, one from, from yeah. Nico or, uh, or Tom Nichols, I should say. Always great to get a goal on, on your debut. He was absolutely lightning from the first whistle. I thought it was a pair. I thought, I thought they looked like a pair that had played together for for years. To be honest, just the chemistry, just everything came off for them as a pair. Um, the cleverness of the play, uh, neither of the, 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 the mobile, if I'm being honest, as we know, neither of mobile, but the timing of their movement. It's different class, and that gave, that gave us the base today. Um, that gave us the base, and um, Timothy Dieng, great performance, great debut. Glenn Morris's full debut as a permanent signing. 
was excellent, deserved a clean sheet. Um, but just, just really strong. But what we saw today with with uh, a structure to our play and um, just a little bit more quality within the group, you saw players that have been here all season perform so much better as well. And and I can't let a mention for Dom Jeffries go go without being said because not only the goal but his all round performance was as good as I've seen this season. Yeah, you start with the next question. A, a, a fantastic performance from DJ. Before the game, of course, we had George Lapsley on, on the pitch. Uh, the deal was all but announced, really, and another terrific condition. Yeah, the, I, I know we've sort of, sort of showed him before the game, but until it's announced at both ends, I'm always careful of what I say. Um, but if George is going to be in the building on Monday, um, then it's another great addition. Somebody else has got extensive um, qualities at this level and know-how of the division. And been one of the standout performances in, in the division this season. Um, he's a forward runner, he's got energy, he's a, he's a good lad, he's a settled lad, lovely family. Um, so look, let's, 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 let's make sure that, that gets boxed off first before we can talk any more about it. Will you sleep a bit better tonight than in the previous weekend? Yeah, um, I think I'll sleep well tonight. Um, just, just saw my energy on the sideline. Uh, you, can, you can ask my players, you can ask the staff, you can ask, you're, you're here for, I've been like a different character uh, this week. Um, it's been tough for everybody at the football club um, and I'm the one who has to front it all the time and it's been really difficult. Um, we're now, everyone asks me what does the Neil Harris team look like? Well, it's a lot more like it. And we're not the finished article and there's more players to come and, and there will be adjustments um, to, to start a play but that's more what a Neil Harris team looks like and that's what a genuine team should look like. Um, and that's the atmosphere I want my players to play in. That's, that's the performance I want my players to give the fans. And that's the combination I want between the terraces and the pitch, or the pitch and the terraces, whatever way you, you, you want to put it. Um, but my standards won't step back now. I've demanded more. We finally produced more as a football club. Had the, 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 the firepower to go out and recruit these players. That we're not, as I said very clearly in the press conference on, on Thursday, we're not blowing people out of the water with money. We're not overspending. We're only competing the same as 10 or 12 other clubs at this level, but players want to come here because they see a future. The new signing mentioned there in that chat, midfielder George Lapsley, that's all been confirmed. The Jules do remain bottom of League Two, but are now just three points from safety and have two games in hand on Rochdale, who importantly are just above the drop zone. Tennis and Kent's Emma Rajikanu has made it through to the second round of the Australian Open. She's overcome an ankle injury to beat Germany's Tamara Korpash in Melbourne. The British number one from Orpington will face American Coco Goff in the next round on Wednesday. And Kent boxer Chevon Clark has announced the date for his next fight. He'll compete in the final eliminator for the English cruiserweight title against Dex Spellman in Nottingham on February the 18th. The 32-year-old from Gravesend won bronze at the Commonwealth Games in 2018. Well, that's all from us for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. You can also get details on the top stories direct to your email each morning via the briefing and to sign up to that, just head to kentonline.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.